Welcome to the Valve Chronicles by Clay Valve, your trusted partner since 1936 for the world's highest quality automatic control valves. Join us as we share insights and discuss products that are often invisible, but always essential. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Valve Chronicles, a podcast from the experts at Clayval. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the show. Now, today we're discussing fire protection products with the man whose expertise is in this very area. His name is Kyle Chisholm. He is the fire products manager for Clayval. Kyle, welcome on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Tyler. Nice to join you. Well, I'm uh, I'm pumped to have you on and pumped to have this conversation today, Kyle. And so, uh, just to get us kicked off, uh, give the audience uh, maybe an idea of your experience and your expertise in this area. Just kind of walk us through um, some of your experience here in the in the fire products market. Well, uh, I, I came on to Clayval about uh, nine years ago now, and uh, I jumped straight in out of the corporate world of, of uh, heat trace, and I knew nothing about valves. I came in and, uh, and had to learn daily uh, kind of how we did things around here. You learn the systems are always going to be different. Uh, you learn that your customers are always going to be different. Um, and it, it's, it's been a really nice uh, you know, learning curve, but there's, uh, there's been a lot to learn uh, when it comes to fire products. So uh, I've enjoyed it, and here we are. Here we are indeed. Now we're doing a podcast about it. And uh, and you're sharing that expertise that you've gained over nine years. And so, uh, so Kyle, just give the audience maybe an introduction to fire protection valves. Where are they typically used? Give us some use cases and that sort of thing. Well, uh, you know, they're very, they're very simple valves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's what uh, you've interviewed a few of our waterworks guys. Uh, and every single one of those valves changes. Uh, in fire protection, you're only gonna have relief valves, you're gonna have reducing valves, you're gonna have pump suction control valves, uh, air and vacuum valves, uh, typical air release valves. Uh, and you're gonna find most of those around uh, pump skids and distributed throughout uh, buildings. But here in Houston, we, we manage a lot of the offshore market. Uh, and so you're gonna have uh, platforms, you're gonna have FPSOs and, Every single person designs their systems differently. You know, uh, you'll have a lot of people that um, will have five pages worth of calculations and they'll come to you and say, how does this look? And you'll go, well, from my experience and how this is supposed to be laid out, here's my slide rule. And uh, you give them a very simple answer. Mm-hmm. So uh, you'll, you'll find a lot of people that are uh, very involved in it in the calculation side. Uh, but really, they take something that's uh, very simple and can elaborate on it and make it into something that could be uh, a little more confusing to a lot of people. Uh, but it's, it's overall, it's a very simple market. And it's a, it's a very... Uh, it's a market that everybody needs though. You hope you don't need it, but it's a market that everybody needs. Yeah. So um, there's that. Something that everybody needs to have and hopes never actually needs to be used, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I understand that entirely. So, so Kyle, have you ever witnessed these valves being used incorrectly? What are some common mistakes, I, I, I suppose, is the question. What are some common mistakes that you see when it comes to implementing these valves and that sort of thing? Good you ask that because, uh, like I was saying, the people that draw out these five pages worth of calculations, um, a lot of times it's it's overthought. Mm-hmm. And when you really start to look at fire protection, it's one of the last things that's installed on projects. And sometimes people will start to get uh, cheaper 
Um, and so they'll, they'll undersize some of these valves and it's simply to meet a budget. Um, and in the end of things, you're going to end up spending a lot more money uh, to come back and fix these products because you'll, you'll start to cavitate a lot of these relief valves. You'll start to damage a lot of the internals on these air valves and air and vacuum valves uh, on the discharge of some of these vertical turbine pumps. And so ultimately, we fix them. But uh, it can cost you a lot of money in the end because uh, you wanted to save a little bit of money. That's, that's kind of a lot of where we run into issues of undersizing. Um, a lot of times when we look at systems uh, where they're using a pressure reducing valve, you need to have an, a, a pressure gauge on the inlet and on the outlet. So when you, when you have pressures coming from a pump, we always get calls, hey, your valve isn't working. You know, it's not giving me 100 pounds downstream. And we always say, what's going on upstream? Mm -hmm. And they can never tell us, or sometimes they can't because there's not a pressure gauge. And a lot of times we'll find out you're providing 80 PSI on the inlet and 80 PSI on the down. Uh, you're getting 80 PSI on the downstream side, and it's because our valve is not a pump. Uh, it's a pressure reducing valve, so you have to have a higher pressure on the inlet. So, you know, a lot of times it's just uh, the person who designed the system isn't installing it. And there may be a lack of um, communication between what was supposed to be installed and what was installed. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And so it, it sounds like, if I'm hearing you right, that, that it's really important for these valves to be safely applied and sized, right? That the sizing of that really matters. Would you say that that's accurate? And if so, are there places where people can go to get more information, maybe consult with someone like yourself uh, to, to learn more about how to safely apply and, and make sure that you're, you're using the right sizing and that sort of thing? Absolutely. I get calls from all over the, the world, really, on people asking about these valves and how to apply them. And it's, it's really knowledge-based because you can look at a million different charts and, or you can just ask somebody who has this range in their head that, uh, you know, this is the size that you use with this flow rate. And we've done it a million times. Uh, just, just ask. That's what I tell a lot of customers. Just mm -hmm. ask. Don't, come and, and tell me what size you need, because I really want to make sure that you're applying the valves correctly. And a lot of times it, it can be, uh, like I said, it can be the wrong valve that they, they pick or the wrong size, because that's another thing that in this, in this market, uh, people will come to you and say, I need a pressure uh, sustaining valve, or I need a PRV. That's the most used acronym out there it can be pressure relief valve pressure reducing valve and it's all prv um, so having the right information do you need to reduce pressures do you need to relieve pressures do you need to sustain pressure and they can all end up meaning the same thing but you need to make sure that the system is going to get what it needs that's a great point because it, you know I'm, I'm going back to the, the the part where you said you know sometimes you'll get calls and people will say your valve's not working and and you have to kind of you know correct that that kind of thinking or you know or, or something along those lines. And if people have maybe a negative perception of your particular product simply because it wasn't applied correctly, that's 
that's a problem for you. And so you have to go through and, and, and do that educational step. And so it's good if you can help educate people on the front end as far as here's what you need and here's how you can expect that it will work, right? Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's it, a lot of times you're never dealing with the same person who designed it or mm-hmm. installed it or whatever the case may be. It's the person who's trying to fix it. So the best thing you can do is give them the right advice, uh, get the system fixed, and you retain that customer right. for life, really. So the guy will always call you back. He'll always know that you know what you're talking about. And I, I enjoy doing a lot of that problem solving. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Kyle, you know, you, you kicked this off talking about uh, the, the nine plus years that you've spent at Clayval at this point. Um, and, and you've really worked, uh, you know, for, for a long time with these products. So what do you think is the most important thing for people to know and to understand about fire protection valves? If you want people to walk away with one thing from this, uh, from this episode, what do you hope that they know or learn? That's a good question. That's a hefty question. <laughs> it, it is a, it is a hefty question. I guess the, the, best thing to know about the products is is keep it simple Uh, a lot of people try to overthink the product and if i could give any advice it's keep it simple and err on the side of having a larger valve don't try to cut it close by being able to undersize and whenever you are installing these valves in, in systems, it's you have to think about the overall picture. And when people start looking at larger size valves or smaller size valves, they can start uh, combining them within the system. It, it, it just it won't work a lot of times. So good stuff for people to know. I, I don't really. That's a that's a tough question, so- Tyler. I, I don't know what to run away with with that. I thing. brought the I brought the heavy hitters <laughs> for this episode, Kyle. I apologize, uh, but uh, you know, as we begin to wrap up this episode, and, and we think about you know what we've talked about so far here uh, on the conversation, uh, I, I want to toss it to you, Kyle, just to give you the opportunity to kind of tie a bow on this uh, on this episode. Uh, anything that you want uh, our listeners to walk away with today, or just any kind of final thoughts or conclusions, uh, maybe a summary statement you'd like to make, just about fire products in general and fire protection valves and, and the world that you ex- that you have expertise in? We believe that, that uh, we have a, a very good product um, and we have proven uh, functionality throughout this market, both onshore and offshore. Um, so by saying that, there's going to be clean water and there's going to be very, very dirty water offshore. Um, you can have buildup in all of the different components that are on the pilot systems. And um, so when you want to have a, a proven product um, and a reliable product, uh, we always tell people to, to choose Clayval. And, you know, uh, we're, we're always willing to, to help fix these systems and give you the product and valve that you need. Absolutely. Hey, great stuff. Great stuff, Kyle. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us here on the Valve Chronicles, sharing a little bit more about some extremely important valves, uh, the fire protection valves, and giving us some expertise there. Kyle Chisholm, product, Fire Products Manager for Clay Val. Kyle, thank you so much again for, uh, for joining us here on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, Tyler. 
Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into another episode of the Valve Chronicles. We hope you found it uh, informative and beneficial. And of course, remember to reach out to Clay Valve if you have any questions, if you want to have a, a further conversation with Kyle about these products, make sure to reach out to Clay Valve and they'll get you in touch with the right people to, uh, to answer any questions that you might have. And also stay tuned for upcoming episodes of the podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to stay up to date with the latest from Clay Val. And like I mentioned, stay tuned for those upcoming episodes. But for this one, for my guest, Kyle Chisholm, I've been your host, Tyler Kern, thanks so much for joining us.